Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Pirelli tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. This is the best of two pros in a cup of Joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, good morning, everybody. I hope you had a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, all that good stuff. Week 16 to get into. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help get you there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Jason Fitz, good to hang with you, bro. Um, I know you were just elated yesterday with your Raiders. Just putting it on. It was like a great seven seconds against the Chiefs with two defensive scores, and then you were good. You just kind of coasted in for the win yesterday. I I don't know what you're talking about, great seven seconds. By the way, I'm not sure which one of us is the the pro or the Joe in this situation. I I, I have no idea how that works, but I can tell you this. Yesterday, Santa Claus gave me everything I could ever want, and any time as a Raiders fan that I watched the Raiders punt against the Chiefs, that feels like a a, a glorious moment. Think about it. A year ago, they were doing ring around the rosy in the middle of this game, okay? So I'll take seven seconds of greatness if that leads to the final result we got yesterday. I'm still on cloud nine like best christmas ever that that it's just officially best christmas ever you know what it's funny you say that fits because normally the chiefs do the razzle dazzle stuff on their opponent's seven yard line but yesterday with the fumble with mahomes the handoff that didn't work that was at their own seven yard line right and the raiders just scooped it up walked in that was unbelievable by the chiefs offense but the the reality of it is, and we all know this, that the, at some point you just look at how these games are won. They're one of the trenches. The difference yesterday was that the Raiders' defensive line was able to get all over. They're doing razzle-dazzle because nothing else is working throughout yeah. the course of this game. And it's funny. I think well, There's a common thread in a lot of what we're going to talk about today. The fact is there are not 32 capable offensive lines in the NFL anymore. And as a result, part of the reason this league feels so week-to-week, I think, is that you've just got weeks where one off offensive line cannot handle the other team's defensive line and there's no way around I don't care who your quarterback is there's no way around it at this point how about this also build, building off of that the nightcap last night you had 11 and 3 Baltimore against 11 and 3 San Francisco heavyweight title fight and it was a disaster for San Francisco. Brock Purdy throws four interceptions. And what you were talking about, Fitz, the offensive line. Trent Williams got dinged up, groin injury. Not good for the 49ers. But they gave up four sacks to Baltimore on the evening. Brock Purdy was rushed consistently. They got after Sam Darnold after he replaced Brock Purdy. They just couldn't keep their quarterback clean. And uh, that was a noticeable difference between the two teams last night and a big reason San Francisco looks so bad. Well, and part of the reason that the Ravens look so good. And, and this is the hard part is that we've spent so much of the year debating what's happening with Philadelphia and debating where the Chiefs are and debating, you know, was the three game losing streak for San Francisco an aberration, right? We spent all this time focusing on those teams. And in the meantime, over here, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. The Ravens have done everything they need to do to clearly answer the question of who is the best team in the NFL. As we heard as the show started, six and one record against playoff 
teams at this point. Like the Ravens have not only beaten good teams, they've beaten them heavily. So I, I just look at this and say, at what point are we going to step back and say, ah, the Ravens uh, look like the best team in the NFL today. The Ravens should probably be the Super Bowl favorite and Lamar should probably be the MVP. Like all of that comes from last night's butt kicking. Man, it's crazy because it swung dramatically. You think about about the MVP odds. Brock Purdy was the leader in the odds heading into last night's game. He was minus 250 after last night's game. Now he's plus 1400. (laughs) He's 14 to one now after one night. And uh, Lamar Jackson, to your point, Fitz, he skyrockets up. He's the betting favorite to be MVP. I look at the Niners. And I'm just trying to figure out, heading into last night's game, who was more overrated? Was it the Niners collectively, or was it Brock Purdy? And I still think that the Niners are going to be a tough, tough out come playoff time. And they might still be the best team in football. But they were overrated heading into the game, because a lot of people made it sound like they were noticeably better than everybody else, like a sizable difference between them and everybody else in the NFL. That was not the way it played out last night. And Brock Purdy, I'm not going to sell all my stock, but I've been saying it over and over and over again. I feel like Dennis Green. Remember when he was like, if you want to crown him, (laughs) then crown their ass. That's what I feel like with Brock Purdy. There are so many fanboys out there crowning this guy as if he's gotten it done in the postseason when he's had some really nice regular season performances. There's a big difference between the two. Lamar Jackson's a great example of that. Lamar's an MVP. He might be a two-time MVP. He's done nothing in the playoffs nothing and we're acting like he has when he hasn't I feel the same way with Brock Purdy but who has right now like if this is a new era of quarterbacks who can we trust when it comes to postseason conversation maybe you could say Joe Burrow like we could trust Joe Burrow you could say we could trust Mahomes but it is at least important to acknowledge that this year will become likely the first year in his career that he has to go on the road in the playoffs so that's a different element to playoff success you look up and down the board right now there just aren't that many quarterbacks in the new generation like we've crowned Justin Herbert what the hell has he ever done in a playoff game mm-hmm. everybody considers Trevor Lawrence we can have a nuanced conversation about that throughout the course of the day but he's supposed to be one of those can't miss guys he hasn't done anything in the playoffs I mean that's a hard part of the playoff conversation is it because we don't currently have a Brady versus Manning chapter in the NFL I think you can make that argument for most of these quarterbacks I think the question becomes where do you stand on Brock Purdy right what's the most sensible take where it's not going to be all flowers, it's not going to be all pretty, because last night he's the first quarterback all season to throw three interceptions in the first half. So if you blend the good with the bad, we can't forget about all the good, but you have to blend in the bad. What's the most sensible take when it comes to Brock Purdy? And mine would be this, Fitz. You tell me if you're buying this or not. I think he's a front runner. I think that he's a guy that... He can play really well with the lead. He can play really well when he's got his complement uh, compliment of you know great supporting cast around him. But if someone gets dinged up, if Trent Williams is out, if Debo is out, he struggled like earlier in the season. Um, and, and when the, a team like last night, the Ravens, when they're playing with the lead and they can pin their ears back and rush him, he looks like a completely different guy. So he's been efficient. His numbers have been really, really solid. I don't want to lose sight of all of that. But I think that he is a front runner, and it's a completely different deal when he's not leaning on the running game, when he's not playing from ahead. When he's playing from behind, he's a much different guy. I don't disagree with that, but isn't that at the same time, if if I'm trying to be fair with this, isn't that true of most quarterbacks that are 19 starts into their career? Like he's basically a, a, a three games over a rookie year, two games over a rookie season. And that's it at this point. So I'm with you that I think, you know, part of the, the conversation our Brock Purdy has to be the weapons. He has fine. That has to be the way he runs the offense. That's fine. It has to be what, what challenges he has. Like, I think the situation for Brock Purdy is much different than the situation for most young quarterbacks because you're surrounded by so much talent. But still, I mean, if I could tell, 
tell you that we'd be 19 games into any quarterback situation and they'd have 42 touchdowns to 11 picks. I mean, completing 69% of his passes. I'm not just reading stats to read stats. I'm just saying that encapsulates a pretty darn good beginning to what we would consider a very good career. Like, I I think he had a bad game last night. Didn't see the field well at all. That's okay. But that doesn't suddenly mean I'm totally out on him. Just like I think when he's having a ton of success, it doesn't mean we have to be totally in on him. I just think he's he's in the category of pretty good quarterbacks. It's in a great system, and that's a win for everybody. Yeah, I think that he's a lot like Dak. I'll give Mike Sando credit for this. He's over there at The Athletic. But a couple of months ago, he did a side-by-side comparison between Brock Purdy and Dak Prescott. And at that point, it was their first 10 starts in the NFL. And Fitz, their numbers were very, very similar. And you think about the way Dak began his career, where he had a great offensive line, pro bowlers all over the place. He had, what, Jason Witten, Des Bryant. He had Ezekiel Elliott leading the league in rushing. And Dak was a different quarterback statistically at the beginning of his career than the bulk um, going forward. And, And I see a lot of comparisons between Brock Purdy and Dak when it comes to that. And to be fair, it's not like Dak fell off a cliff and has been bad with his supporting cast regressing at times throughout his career. Uh, He's still been a good, legitimate starting quarterback in the game. He just wasn't the guy he began as, right? And I think there's something similar with Brock Purdy where it's not like he's going to be a dud if his supporting cast regresses a bit. And it's going to. Once he gets paid, it's inevitable that it's going to regress a little bit. Look at Mahomes. Goodness. But when it regresses for Brock Purdy, I think the numbers are going to regress quite a bit. And we've just gotten conditioned to think that it's not going to regress. And I just I don't believe that's the way it's going to go for him. I think there are different styles of quarterbacks and that's okay you know that like but part of this you mentioned Mahomes like as somebody that is a fan of a team that takes him on twice a year this is what I know as long as the the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes they're gonna have a chance right it doesn't matter what's around him they're gonna have a chance and no lead ever feels safe against Patrick Mahomes because he's Patrick Mahomes and that's that's all in one category there are certain I think Lamar this year is having one of those years where he can save you Uh, It doesn't matter what else is happening. He can save you. He is that sort of quarterback. There are very few of those in the NFL. For the rest of them, it's can I win with this guy at the highest possible level? And, you know, when you say his numbers are comparable to Dak, I can feel people just roll their eyes. Oh, Dak. You know, and then (laughs) this is the question I'd ask. Like, how many fan bases would kill to have a Dak Prescott? If I could tell you going into the draft this year, hey, man, you're going to draft this guy and all you're going to get out of it is Dak. Like that, we've turned even Dak into a meh sort of conversation. And I think Dak's getting a little disrespect in that. Like, if Brock Purdy turns out to be Dak Prescott, then the Cowboys have won at the quarterback position for the next 15 years. Or the, the, I should say the 49ers have won at the next 15 years. Like, that's a, that is a great thing. That having Dak isn't good. Having Dak would be great for most teams. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. But it's like. <sighs> What are you hoping for right here, right now? When Brock Purdy is leading the league in passer rating, right? You rattled off some of the stats, and it's like some of these people. I, I don't know if it's just my Twitter feed. <laughs> it's like any good performance, these fanboys are like, what do you think now? What do you have to say now? What do you think now? And I'm like, I think it's week 12. I think it's week 14. I mean, that was a great performance, but goodness, let's – let me see what he does in the postseason before I act like he's a two-time Super Bowl winner. You know what I mean? Like, we went through this with Jimmy G. Jimmy G won a bunch of regular season games and looked great at times. And then when it came time for the big play to be made in the big game, he didn't do it. And so I don't know why we've acted like Brock Purdy has passed that test when he just hasn't yet. It feels like... In some ways, Brock Purdy is the current version of Joe Flacco. We're already having the is Joe Flacco elite <laughs> conversation about Brock Purdy, and we're only a little over a year in. And you're right. Let's be real. If, if the performance we saw last night 
by Brock Purdy had happened in any playoff game, the immediate Whoa. stigma for the rest of it until he until he got that monkey off his back, we'd be going into next season saying, yeah, but can Brock get it done? In the-? You're right. That's the next chapter in what he has to write. And when you see a chapter as bad as it was last night against one of the better teams, it becomes easy to say, hey, we saw him look human or worse in a three-game losing streak. We saw that last night against a good Ravens team. I think it's fair to have some questions. Man, we got a lot to get to, Fitz. It's a ball buffet today. Little bit of hoops, little side of hoops. I don't know what your favorite uh, Christmas Day side is. You know, uh, we might dabble with that. Do you have one off the top of your head, Fitz? They're all trash. Like Christmas Day food is really wildly overrated. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> here to throw that out to the world. They're all, uh, they're all trash. I got to get into what we had uh, yesterday as a family on Christmas Day. Uh, maybe a little unconventional, but quite delicious. Uh, we'll get into that. Coming up next on Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, live from the TireRack.com studios. It was jarring to watch this team struggle the way they did in Week 16. I'm Brian No, He's Jason Fitz. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray. Depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! 
Oh, what's going on, everybody? Happy holidays to you. We got a lot of Week 16 reaction to get to. We'll spin it forward, do all that good stuff, MVP, NBA. We're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help get you there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Okay, Fitz, so I'm looking at these NFL playoff teams as it stands right now, right? Subject to change. And we thought we would break these teams down into tiers. And so you like to break them down using alcohol tiers, right? I mean, so I want to play on, along with you. Like this, this is what happens when you spend a large portion of your life living on a tour bus in the music business. Everything comes back to alcohol at some level. So, you know, <laughs> I feel like, but this is my argument. We get go, so stuck in the minutia of ranking things. Like we walk into quarterbacks and we'll be like, well, is he a top 10 quarterback? And that's such an arbitrary thing. I think people say top 10 and they just mean like he feels like that he belongs in that top 10. So I've decided in my life, rather than trying to rank things and everything, I'd rather put it in a, a tier like a shelf because you walk into a bar and you don't say give me your third best vodka you walk in and say give me your top shelf like i'll take a top shelf whatever you know i'll take a martini top shelf right or you have mid shelf you know well we all know what you're getting when you get well you walk in like i'll just take a well whatever and diet coke like you know that that's probably not going to be the best like i feel like that's an easier way to rank things because we all know that you know that just gives us a little opportunity to group things together no i like it so you've got top shelf You've got the well, right? You've got mid-range. And I would like to add a fourth category here with the 14 playoff teams as it stands right now. What would be like your schlitz? You know what I mean? What would be like the bottom of the barrel? Like, oh my gosh, I have to resort to this type drink. That is amazing. Yes, we we are. That is, I am, I'm stealing that from you for life. There are a belief beneath well We'll go Schlitz. I love that. Schlitz? Okay. Because I've got a couple of teams in my Schlitz category okay. right here. But I'll start top shelf. I have only two teams. I've got the the number one seeds in both conference. I've got the Ravens. I've got the Niners. Home field advantage potentially for both. That's not a done deal, right? The Ravens hosting the Dolphins. That's a big game for a home field advantage. And also the Niners, they've got to win out to keep the one seed uh, they're at Washington should be fine there but they close at home against the Rams and if that's a real game for the Rams that that might not be a layup right there but as it stands right now I've got the Ravens and Niners in my top shelf category I love your point on home field advantage by the way I would argue that nothing is more significant in the entire NFL playoffs this year than the Eagles attempting to get home field advantage not because uh, you know, the Eagles can't travel. They certainly can travel. I'm not worried about them. But if everybody else has to travel to Philly in January, like if San Francisco has to go to Philly, I feel much different about that game than I do if it's at home. So I, I agree with you totally on what that can mean consequence-wise. I'm with you on the Ravens of the 49ers being top shelf. Can I convince you that maybe the Dolphins belong in that top Ooh. shelf category? Like, I, I mean... I. I know they never beat anybody, but also when you look at the context of some of those losses, like I mentioned earlier, they lost to the Chiefs in a game where they didn't play well, but they only lost by a touchdown in a game where they were only really relevant for about four minutes. So, like, the fact that the Dolphins can score on anybody, anywhere, anytime, and their Dolphin, their defense has played better than it gets credit for, like, I feel like the Dolphins are just, they're trying. They're trying to be on that top shelf. Maybe they're like, you know, a normal brand, but they have like a version of it that's a little bit better. They're, they're trying. Can I, can I talk into it? Man, I would love for you to. I've been, full disclosure, Fitz, a Dolphins fan for life. Diehard Dolphins. Yes, that's been my squad since I was yay high. I can't sneak them into the top shelf. Not yet. Now, again, that's a big game next week at Baltimore. And as a Dolphins fan, I like that the Ravens are flying high. Huge win last night. Heavyweight title fight to match that. Same uh, emotional high. It's not going to be easy uh, for the Ravens. Uh, Dolphins also their first big win against a good team (laughs) last week against uh, the Cowboys. But um, uh, yeah, if the the Dolphins could win last uh, next week and maybe get the one seed, you could talk me into it. But as of right now, I just don't think they can be completely trusted with top shelf status because they're a little Jekyll and Hyde. The defense, you know, one minute they're giving up two late touchdowns to Will Levis. 
Next minute, they're pitching a shutout against the Jets. I know it's the Jets, but pitching a shutout is impressive. And also the Cowboys game. C.D. Lamb's running wild in the first quarter. And then all of a sudden, the defense plays pretty well the rest of the game. They're just weird. So too weird for me to put in the top shelf category. Okay, so does that mean that the Dolphins get into your mid-range category? Yeah. Uh, No, I would go well. I go well. You'd put mid range. Yeah, I'd put a mid range. Mid range is better than well, right? Like yeah, yeah. mid range means like like you walked it. Like hey, mid range is very clearly like I'm not at that spot yet where I'm really going to go for that bottle. Like I'm not I'm not getting the they're not not the stuff behind lock and key. But I'm past the point in college where I want to come in and just get whatever's three dollars out of the uh, yeah. So I think the Dolphins. So they lump in with several teams to me: the Dolphins, the Eagles, the Lions, the Cowboys, yeah, the Chiefs. Like they all sort of fall into that to use a southern colloquial whatever that word is a, a might could like they're all like yeah they might could win some games like i think the yeah. dolphins eagles lions <laughs> cowboys all fall into that southern yeah they might could yeah i've got a bunch of teams in that mid-range nfc i've got eagles cowboys rams lions i also afc i've got dolphins chiefs browns I go mid-range for the Browns. You look at Flacco. He's thrown multiple touchdown passes every game. He's also thrown an interception every game. But that defense in the playoffs, like, they, that's... Imagine if it's the Browns heading into Arrowhead. Like, you got a legitimate shot for Cleveland to win that game um, because that's a real defense, and offensively, the Browns have put much more stress on defenses with Flacco than Mahomes. That's crazy to say, but it's true. Yeah. So here's the thing. I keep waiting for the Flacco bubble to pop, but you're right. I think Cleveland, I owe you all an apology. You should be on the top of my mind as a mid-range team that that has a chance. And because you're right, that defense travels. And even though they've been decimated by injury, when you think about not just quarterback, but also running back, it it hasn't stopped them. So I'll give you Cleveland for sure. I might push back a little bit on the Rams, you know, mm-hmm. I know they're coming off a couple of wins, but a couple of wins against who? You know, mm-hmm. like I, I, the Commanders and the Saints, uh, I, I don't feel great about. Uh, the Rams lost to the Ravens before that. They did beat the Browns. I, I feel like the Rams, because they're plucky, because they're better than, than we thought they would be, we're overvaluing the Rams a little bit. They're, 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 a, uh, they're a little closer to well than they are to mid-range for me. I, I hear you. I put a mid-range because Matthew Stafford is playing some good football. Kyron Williams has been a difference maker. Just heading into Week 16, I didn't know this fits. He was fourth in rushing while missing four games. Mm. It's like, wow, really? Kyron Williams gives him some punch, and that defense is good enough. It's not great, but with Aaron Donald, they're good enough with that offense, with Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua, they put a lot of stress on you offensively. Think about the stress the Rams put on you offensively that the Chiefs don't. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think we have a hard time saying, well, it's still Andy Reid. Well, it's still Mahomes. Why aren't we saying, well, it's still McVay and still Stafford? You know, I think about uh, uh, that team more along those lines. And I'm, I'm just, this is always dangerous, but I'm looking back at their schedule because sometimes we forget along the way. And I will give you this too. A lot of quality losses, college football term again. But right. they lose to the 49ers. They lose to the Bengals early in the season. They lose to the Eagles. They lose to the Cowboys at Dallas. Everybody loses there. They lose to the Ravens. Yeah. Like Those are five of their losses right there that actually, you know, all right, I'll bend on this one. You've talked me into it. I will, I will buy the argument that they belong uh, in that in that mid-shelf sort of range. I'll, I'll put them there. But you're not putting the Buccaneers, who, by the way, are riding a four-game winning streak into the mid-level? Nope. I got them okay. in the well. I, I got them <laughs> over in the well level. And you know who else I have in the well category? You might dislike this. I've got the Bills there. I do not trust the Bills as far as I can throw them. They're just a goofy team. Now, good Bills could show up, and they can go toe-to-toe with anybody. But bad Bills show up routinely, especially in the playoffs. Like, whatever can go wrong will go wrong. And you almost saw them lost to the freaking Chargers with no quarterback and no coach, right? Like, they're just a weird turnover team. They're goofy in big spots. I've got the Bills in the well category. I'm going to take it a step farther and put, for our analogy, 
I think I might put the Bills in the Schlitz category. Wow, oh. you put them way down there. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Like, every once in a while, you buy a – like, when you're buying Schlitz, you know that, like, this is not going to be good. And every once in a while, you get something that's not the worst. But overall, if you had to bank on it, you can't, right? Like, that's yeah. that's 100% the Bills here. Like, you, you, you're not expecting anything from them. They should be better than they are. And so you're just sort of settling for it. And if you happen to have it, it's better than you think. Like, yeah, I put them there. I, I, I think – I think that makes a lot of sense. I've moved them down. So, like, for the well, I, I would have come into this with the Bucks, the Rams. You've talked me out of that one. Uh, the Seahawks, the Jags are all sort of well to me. The Chiefs are mid-range, so I'm putting the Jags in well. Uh, I, I don't know how you feel about that. I'm going to go my Schlitz, like, bottom of the barrel category. Playoff teams as of right now, I go Jacksonville. They are just coming undone. They're, they're a disaster right now. I would put the Colts there. They're not – just hot knife through butter in the AFC playoffs with Gardner Minshew and company. Like that's just with their secondary. That's not happening. And I'd also put the Seahawks there. Great wins back to back weeks. But when you can't stop the run, when you're not good enough defensively, right? It's not going to happen in a, a tough road in the NFC. I put them at the bottom of the barrel there. My Schlitz category is Jags, Colts, Seahawks. I think it's as much as we want to look at the Seahawks, too, and say, hey, coming off a win, it should never have looked that tough against that team. You know, yeah. like it, the, the Titans are not particularly good. And where the Titans are the weakest, their secondary is hot garbage. And so to have a hot garbage secondary and not be able to do more, I, I think Mina Kimes tweeted out yesterday, noted Seahawks fans, she said this offense is too talented to be this predictable and one-dimensional. And she is right. Like, I, I'm with you uh, on the Seahawks and, and the disrespect. And the Colts, too. I mean, you know, the Colts at this point got to figure out a way to turn around their season. I, I know they were playing with house money for a long time, but you can't be where they were and end up out of the playoffs and still feel like it was a good year for you. So I think the Colts are a, a, a disappointment. The funny thing is, while they're out because of the tiebreaker, I feel more confident in the Texans if they get C.J. Stroud back than I do in the Colts at this point. Yeah, it's uh, it reminds me of what's about to be the college football playoffs when they expand it to 12 teams next year, where I look at Seattle kind of like, um, I don't know, like a Missouri or something like that, where, hey, they've had a really good season, top 10 team, right? But they're not going through all of that in the playoffs, right? Like, that's how I think about Seattle, where, hey, nice stretch, won a couple of games, what a drive against the Eagles with Drew Locke, but it's like, there's just too many hurdles in the way come playoff time to truly trust them. Uh, so I think that's the way it's going to play out, man. All right, we've got a, a ton to do here. Coming up next from the uh, coming up next on Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, live from the TireRack.com studios, we get to a whiny coach fits and what could be a whiny league. Details on the way. It is Two Pros and a Cup of Joe. I'm Brian No. He's Jason Fitz. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. Winter's coming. That means a lot of rain in L.A., means a lot of snow in the Midwest over here in the South Bend, Indiana area for me. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires, all-weather tires, and dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com, use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires, shipped fast and free to you, or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for two years. Mobile tire installation is available in many areas. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to you at home or work and install them on site. It's a game changer. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Goodyear test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're the experts. That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! Oh, happy holidays, everybody. Hope you had a Merry Christmas yesterday. We will get to a season that feels like the wealth will be spread. We'll de- we'll uh, explain that momentarily. We're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help get you there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Man, Fitz, you look at the current Super Bowl winning quarterbacks in the NFL right now. We've got five guys. That's it. And two of them, Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. We know Rodgers isn't going to be in the playoffs. Doesn't look like Russell Wilson's going to be there either. So that leaves three. We've got Mahomes. We've got Matthew Stafford. And we've got Browns quarterback Joe Flacco. So if you don't see the Chiefs, nor the Rams, nor the Browns winning it all, we're going to have a brand new Super Bowl winning quarterback this season. It does feel like a spread the wealth type season, does it not? It does, and that's going to be huge to the next chapter of the NFL. And I will take a second and stand on my soapbox. I'll, I'll set it here, and I'll stand on it gently because I don't like you know heights. I don't like to be too tall. But I will say here quickly, I feel like there's a an issue greater in the world of sports about sometimes the way we talk about teams and championships. If somebody hasn't won a championship, then everything is for naught and their career means nothing. That's what we constantly do. Like we've, we've set up a world where you can be the best player in the world, but if you aren't winning your respective sports championship, we devalue your greatness to where it means nothing. So it, it has become more important than ever that somebody step up and become that whatever AB. If you've got uh, Patrick Mahomes here, 
you need to have the the other person. It was Manning and Brady in eras of dominance. It was Eli Manning getting multiple. Like we just we live in this world we where we crave championships as part of the conversation. So if you're Jalen Hurts, if you're Josh Allen, your quarterbacks, if you're Justin Herbert at some point in your career, your quarterbacks that have been paid and now are renowned, and you're expected to in that process deliver Super Bowls. So this becomes an important year if somebody other than the three you just mentioned is going to win it. It also makes that next step of legacy and conversation of importance change drastically. Now, here's the question, Fitz. If if you're thinking about the best case scenario for the NFL, a quarterback that has not won a Super Bowl previously that would win one this season, right? What would be the best case scenario for the NFL? Now, a couple of names come to my mind, first of all. You think Lamar Jackson, he's won an MVP before. He might win an MVP again this season. Two-time MVP, goes on to win a Super Bowl. You're thinking about the seasons to come and promoting the matchups. And it's Super Bowl winning quarterback Lamar Jackson takes on blah, blah, blah. That's obviously great for the NFL. How about another guy? Dak Prescott, right? America's team. They finally win a championship. He wins a ring. Think about all the Cowboy games that will be promoted while Dak is still the quarterback on the heels of them finally winning a Super Bowl for the first time since the mid-90s. Which do you think is a better scenario for the NFL? Lamar winning his first or Dak winning his first? Dak. And let's just be brutally honest for a second. Like we all know that the TV, the TV shows on every sports network, when they have nothing to talk about, they'll sit in a production meeting and say, uh, "What do we got on the Cowboys?" Today? <laughs> That's because right. Everybody talks about the Cowboys. Like Stephen A. Smith has become a very rich man simply being the anti-Cowboys guy, right? Like that's yeah. part of his uh, of, of his shtick at this point. And so, for if you're the NFL, here's the great thing about a Super Bowl win for the Cowboys and Dak. The great thing is that people will care. Whether it's care because they hate or care because they love, they'll care. There just aren't enough people out there that I think are sitting here anti-Ravens. Now, the Lamar crowd... Boy, that becomes oh, an interesting – for all the people that have been sitting here saying you can't pay Lamar. If Lamar wins a second MVP and the Super Bowl this year, there is a heated I told you so from somebody that's going to come out on the Lamar conversation. So I think it's good. But the Cowboys, a Super Bowl a, for Dak, oh, that's a chef's kiss for the script writers. Man, and think about that too because you could argue it slightly differently where – the Cowboys, whether they win a Super Bowl this season or not, they're still going to be incredibly relevant. Probably the most relevant team in the NFL. That's just how it is. That's how big of a story they are. So if you're the NFL, you might think, well, the Cowboys are already going to be a huge story. But what if this Lamar Jackson and this Ravens thing takes off even more so that might be even better for the NFL. You can't go wrong with either. I'll, I'll put it that way, with Lamar or Dak winning their first ring. No, I love this point, and, you know, uh, everybody knows I'm a big 80s wrestling fan. Like, like I grew up on 80s wrestling, and you always needed, like, somebody to put somebody else over, right? Like, you need somebody yeah. really popular to lose to somebody to help somebody else get popular. That feels like what we're doing here. Like, at this point, it's the Cowboys putting the Ravens over, but I would argue – that if we're going to talk about a team to put over and make them suddenly wildly popular to the league, would the Bills not also be a great story? Because then you have Josh Allen, you have Buffalo who's getting a new stadium. The Bills finally get the monkey off their back of having never won the Super Bowl and lost all of these different Super Bowls. Uh, Bills Mafia is going to get all of the shine. People are going to be jumping through tables in Vegas at the Super Bowl. Like, And then next year it's Super Bowl winner Josh Allen versus Super Bowl winner Patrick Mahomes. Like, I think the Bills might sneakily be on this list of best results for the league as long as they can beat the Cowboys to win it. I think of the Bills like Major League Baseball, okay? I think it's very regionalized. I think that Bills Mafia, they're like heavy metal fans. If you go to a heavy metal <laughs> concert, you're like, this has to be the most popular genre ever created. It's not, right? It's just their fans are freaking rabid. It's like Buffalo's never going to be polarizing to the point where it's even remotely close to the Cowboys, you know, I just think their fans care like crazy. They're like a mini NHL team. You know what I mean? Like the NHL as a, a collective, 
that's how it is with the Bills, where the people who are invested, they are freaking diehards. I give them all the credit in the world. But the the people that aren't Bills fans, it's just a shoulder shrug. You're never going to care to the point that you do with the Cowboys. Uh, so, no, I don't think that no. they would become like this spruced up, huge it team in the NFL where they're driving conversation after conversation. I don't see that. But do you see that? So I'm, I'm with you versus the Cowboys. But do you see that as opposed to the Ravens? Because I feel like Baltimore is also kind of like, I mean, how many people, if you just walk into a sports bar on any given Sunday and you say, huzzah, where am I? Like, where are my Bills fans at? You're going to have somebody in the background that's screaming. If you're walking into that same sports bar and you're like, you know, flock, whatever they are, uh, you know, Ravens right. nation, like you're going to start screaming. You're going to have like a golf clap every third bar you walk into. <laughs> like I, the Ravens just nationally, people aren't like – no, nobody's out here one way or the other. Nobody's loving or hating the Ravens. It's just loving or hating Lamar. I, I'm with you on that. It's not a Ravens thing. It's a Lamar thing. And every Lamar fan will never let it go that he oh, was God, shortchanged yeah. coming out of the draft. It will never happen. It's a, a Purdy type thing. I think Purdy fans and Lamar fans – it's the Spider-Man meme, and they're pointing at each other because neither one will let it go that Lamar was the last pick of the first round and some talent evaluators were saying he should be a wide receiver, and no one will let it go that Brock Purdy was Mr. Irrelevant and sometimes he's shortchanged on props. Those fans, are they come after your freaking jugular if you say anything slightly critical about either guy, but I, I think both of those fan bases are the same. But you're right. It's more of a Lamar thing. It's less of a Ravens thing. You brought up something before the show we should hit on where if you circle back to the off season, think about the season Lamar has had and how little interest there was for him on the trade market. Remember, he said, get me out of here. He requested a trade from Baltimore. And it's not like this was the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. Right, And you had team after team after team trying to outbid each other. That's not the way it went for Lamar. And you fast forward to the here and now. I wonder how many teams are like, yeah, we kind of screwed that up. Uh, and there's there are layers to this because you know it was Rich Eisen yesterday that, that pointed out, uh, he tweeted, seeing a lot of teams passed on Lamar this past spring takes. And he said, want to remind you, he was never a free agent. You would have to give the Ravens two number one picks to sign him if the Ravens didn't match the offer. And two, the Ravens were never going to let him go. That is all. It's not all. And Adam Schefter pointed it out later when he responded because he points out the Ravens were never approached by anyone. And we have to remember, Carolina traded multiple first uh, or multiple first yeah. round picks for Bryce Young. Uh, we, we've sit, sat here for months and said, well, nobody was ever going to match it. They weren't going to do it. I think we have to be honest here. The league obviously just didn't want this to happen. It makes no sense to me. If you're Atlanta, you want to tell me that now you're going to have to trade up anyway in the draft to try and get yourself into a quarterback situation. Could have had Lamar. How much different would we look at the Falcons right now if they had Lamar? How many teams right now have bad quarterback situations? And, and you're telling me that it wouldn't be worth two first-round picks to get up there and get him. I, I think we have to acknowledge right now that the way Lamar's playing, a ton of teams missed by by essentially falling lock in place and not uh, not stepping out against the league and trying to make an offer that, uh, that, that the Ravens couldn't match. It's really interesting to me because if you look at Lamar, and we're being fully honest here, he gave more than enough reason to balk at the idea of trading for him, trading a couple of picks. And it's a great point by you where the Carolina went all in on Bryce Young and no team went all in on Lamar Jackson. But if you look at Lamar, we're, we're caught in the here and now, and he's having an MVP-like season. But heading into this season, when the Ravens are trying to come to an agreement contractually and what should we do, eh, eh, eh. like Lamar the previous two seasons leading to this year – his numbers were like Ryan Tannehill. Lamar had 33 touchdown passes and 20 picks over the previous two seasons. Tannehill had 34 and 20. Like he, he was in Ryan Tannehill territory. His numbers were down. His injuries were up. He missed five games in each of the past two seasons. He missed the postseason game last year, right? And so now it seems like, how could these teams miss an opportunity to trade for Lamar Jackson? It's like 
at that time to pay him that much money and to trade first-rounders on top of it, it did feel too rich at the time. And the here and now has proven, well, maybe you missed a golden opportunity. But I think it's important to to think about where things were when you would have had to make that move compared to where they played out and where they are right now. You're right, but I also think we have to acknowledge that the Ravens went in and fired their offensive coordinator because even they admitted coaching was part of the problem. I want... I want organizations in the league to be able to look at the tape and figure out, okay, this guy's great. How do we make continue to make him great? That's something Todd Munkin, the new offensive coordinator for the Ravens, is doing a much better job of. This offense is much smarter now than it was a year ago. I think you're right. The injury concerns; these are all part of, you know, the the these are all parts of the conversations we have to have about every quarterback. But man, it's hard not to look at somebody that is the front runner for the MVP right now and wonder if teams that are on the outside looking in shouldn't have been more aggressive and at least tried, like not to even for no one to even make an offer. Nobody in the the league needed Lamar I just I, I have a hard time with that yeah it's it's pretty crazy by the way I mentioned a Christmas miracle how about this Fitz how big of a, a sports gambler are you uh, I, I oh I dabble I dabble, you dabble. okay yeah. all right you dip your beak in the waters of, yeah. uh, of gambling that's that's good how about this um 14 leg parlay this guy he had 14 different NFL players scoring a touchdown in week 16 and his odds were nearly 10 million to one. <laughs> okay. He <laughs> came up with this 14 leg parlay. A $5 bet would win just over $489,000. Nearly half a million dollars off a $5 bet. And going in, he had, he was 12 for 12 to start off the NFL week. He needed DeAndre Swift, the Eagles running back, and Christian McCaffrey from the 49ers to score touchdowns. DeAndre Swift scored a touchdown right away against the Giants. We review it, Fitz. He was down, right? Little Mm. elbow, little wrist, whatever it was. They're like, no touchdown. He goes on and scores in the fourth quarter. So this guy just needs Christian McCaffrey. He gets it done before halftime. This guy wins almost a half million dollars on a $5 bet. How about that? I'm just stunned he never took the the cash out. Like, at some point, I would have become a coward and just taken the money that they were offering me. Yeah, right? I wonder what it would have been because it would have to be before the Eagles game. Maybe you get cold feet and think, man, maybe DeAndre Swift doesn't get in there. I doubt – what would you have done if you're – on the goal line, right? You're at the one-yard line. You just need Christian McCaffrey in the nightcap. Would you have let that ride or cashed out for, who knows what, $300,000 or whatever he would have been offered at the time? I would have cashed out like a coward. <laughs> yeah, immediately been like, yep, taking my money. Man, some of these names too, Fitz. He had Chris Rodriguez Jr. of the Commanders scoring. He had... Gabe Davis of the Bills scoring against the uh, the Chargers right there. Uh, so props to him, man. What about? I wonder how long until he thought if I had bet like fifty dollars. No, I know that's just five, right. <laughs> <laughs> Every dollar on that bet makes a big difference at that odd. Oh man, big time, no doubt, no doubt. But props to him. That is a that's a cash of a lifetime right there. Oh 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick 
and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.